Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and today I'm bringing you some really good nuggets of knowledge that you can implement right away into your business from my good friend and PR, I call her Maven. She's calling herself the conscious publicist, but I call her the PR Maven because I like that favor. Maybe she could change it. Ashley Graham, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to see your face. So vibrant and we need to connect in person here soon. I know Ashley was one of the first people on the podcast when it first launched and we were able to do that episode in person in my salon at the time. And I was just saying how much I miss in-person stuff, but I am super grateful that we can still do stuff through zoom like this because she's busy. I'm busy and getting to just connect is like so worth it. So hopefully you guys can take some nuggets away on how to build PR for yourself in your business. Um, there's so many things that we are going to break down and talk about, but, um, First things first that like resonated with me recently that she's been talking about a lot is pitching for podcasts. So here we are on a podcast. You are listening to a podcast. I hear so many of my clients talking about wanting to start a podcast. And then the second sentence is followed by, but there seems like there's already so many, someone else and 50 other people maybe are already talking about the thing I want to talk about. Why would I even start or bother? So let's just first get to the meat and potatoes, Ashley, and talk to people about the statistics you were just sharing with me when it comes to podcasting, because I just hypothetically said, I wish I could only podcast and do nothing else. And she said, well, actually, (laughs) well, the statistics that I was referring to, it's in this podcast pitching bundle that I built solely around using podcasts as a way to build your authority by pitching to be the ideal guest. So I don't know the exact number that I quoted in that, However, I know when I've talked with different community members online or friends who are kind of in the thought leadership space, there's always this concern or question that's like, hey, everybody's launching a podcast now. And it seems that everybody and their mother is being interviewed on podcasts. Is it still as powerful as it used to be? And the answer I always say is yes. I am a firm believer that when things do trend and when things are growing, although they tend to become a little bit more saturated or competitive, you're missing a huge opportunity if you are not exploring it to be speaking to the ideal audience and the clients, whatever, and whoever you're trying to attract, you're missing a big opportunity to connect with them specifically or directly through podcasts if you're not exploring it. So. I always say go for it, regardless of how big and saturated things make it. Well, and let's just be honest, that goes the same with somebody say, I'm going to open a salon, right? Like there's already 40 salons probably in the neighborhood. You want to open that salon unless you live in the middle of nowhere. But even then it's like, there's every, everything's been done. Like, so then do the things that are working. That's another thing that one of my mentors always used to say, there's already social proof that that shit's working. So if you can lean into it, figure out a way to stand out and really just create some of your own little special sauce, like you can do the thing that everyone else is doing. It's like, same with social media. You see people who have blew up on social media. They're like, yeah, I started five years ago. Well, we could say, oh, well, I'm not even going to try now because she's only successful because she did it five years ago. Or you can figure out a tactic, tactics and ways to show up now to build your own authenticity on social and do all that kind of stuff yourself. So one of the things I love that you talk about is self PR and really figuring out ways to like put yourself out there because we know we can hire a team. We can hire somebody like you. We can hire people to do kind of that stuff for us, but I want to give people practical things that they can do right away to like get their shit out there. Um, and not in a scary way that's going to intimidate them to not like do PR for themselves. 
Yeah. So what's a good, well, where's a good place to start for someone who's like, just maybe started a brand or has just started putting themselves out on social media. Um, are there like strategies or like little tips that you can like sneak out and share them with us that are going to give them like one or two things that they could implement? Yeah, I think for starters, the the main thing that you want to think about is what your ideal story or what your main brand message is. I think a lot of people do get stuck in the urgency of, oh, I have to start pitching or I have to start showing up places because everyone else is and I have to be relevant and become relevant. But if you don't have an idea of what your message is, when you do land that opportunity, you could be kind of fumbling, trying to put it all together. And that's not really um, a great goal at the end of the day. I think it's first starting with your ideal message or your ideal story. And then you get into the, the places of pitching and landing opportunity to then share that story. So I'm always expressing to come down to your messages of impact and your ideal message that you want to share. Right. And, and then from, oh, I was going to ask you a question because in my coaching history, I find that that sounds simple, but it can be one of the hardest things for people to put their expertise or their zone of genius into a definitive, like unique story, like you say, so that, that they can start to recognize, get the recognition that they desire. So it's like, while in your head, it might sound good. When someone asks you that question, it's like your elevator pitch, right? You're like, how do you sell or the bio that you write in your Instagram? Like, what are the one or two things that you want to be known for? And like, what is that little special sauce that you can add into that? So people know exactly that you're for them, right? Mm-hmm. And that leads, uh, or that brings up a good point is I'm a little bit different. I feel when I work with my clients to curate and craft their ideal message is instead of always focusing on all of the accolades and all the things that they feel they need to be sharing. I often ask them, well, how do you want to make people feel when you come to a podcast or when you come on a, a live zoom recording or whatever the media may be, it's like, how do you want other people to feel? Do you want them to feel connected with you as if you are a long lost friend that they've just been waiting to meet? Or are you wanting them to feel secure and confident knowing that you are the next expert to take them to the next level in their business if they're more from the business or operations side? I feel, and this is again, more of the conscious side of PR and media that when we lead through emotions and how we want to feel, but then also how we want those working with us to feel the work is way more transformative at the end of it. So I always lead with emotion. I love that. I mean, people buy from emotion. People don't necessarily buy from any other place. It's like, if they want to choose you there, they want to feel connected, right? Don't we have to like, know, like, and trust the person we are like seeking either information from, or if we want to buy something from, or if we want to get a service from like, I used to say back in the day, like I wasn't the best hairdresser, but it was the emotional um, connection or the experience that I was able to give my client that made me different from other people. So I guess if I was to put that in a framework of like my unique story, I would touch more on that rather than saying I'm certified in X, Y, Z, or I'm like the, you know, taking the most classes or whatever, like that's all, you know, fine and dandy. But I think expressing how you're going to make that person feel I love that. I think when we, when we skip over that part, um, you, you lose out on that real true connection piece. Yep. So good. Um, okay. So first of all, <laughs> I know when you were here in San Diego, we had the in-person podcast, which was great. And you were living in San Diego at the time. And then 
like the world shut down. And I remember, I don't know how, but I saw something along the lines of like you moving. I think I was dropping stuff off to you. And then you were like, oh good, I'm only gonna be here for a few more days and I'm moving. And I was like, where do you mean you're moving? And you're like, I'm just, I need a change of scenery. I want a bigger place. I feel, I'm feeling called to move up to LA. And so now it's been almost two years, you said, and I'm like, that's crazy that it's gone by that fast. Um, how is the move? How do you like LA? What's, what's the vibe up there? And did you find your spot? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I probably have gone back to that podcast recording the video, um, a few times since we recorded it. And I don't often go back and listen to anything that I've recorded or done with others. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can't hear or see myself type of thing, <laughs> which is very common in thought leadership, by the way, yeah. I'm on a path to discover why, mm-hmm. but I often go back and I look at that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I probably sounded so nutty. But the most beautiful thing about that is I feel the pandemic and COVID because we were still in lockdown at that period of time, it allowed you to just kind of tune in with different identities outside of say consulting or coaching, which is kind of our realm. Like it gave us a beautiful opportunity to discover new paths that are a little bit more in tune with really who we are outside of what we do. And so that, that place of mind and that place where I was just at in all facets of my life, it was really kind of breaking out of those patterns and those habits of being like, I'm a publicist and I'm a business owner and I'm an entrepreneur, all these things. But when the world shut down, I was like, well, who am I if there's nothing going on? So it was just a really cool space for me to be in, just to discover who I am outside of what I do. And as you expressed, um, I had mentioned that I felt called to just up and leave. And I did, I made the decision within two days of driving up the coast from San Diego, all the way to Newport beach in orange County. And I put in my notice two days later and shoved my stuff in a storage (laughs) unit, shoved it in a garage and couch surfed for about two and a half months while I was feeling out different locations in Orange County to feel what was going to be in more alignment with me. And the whole time I took out of the cerebral way of thinking in the mind, and I really led through how my intuition and my body was connecting to the whole experience. And it's still really hard to explain because I think when you have like big epiphanies or things that are very transformative, it doesn't always need to be expressed through words. Sometimes it literally can just be you just trying to make sense of all of it. But now that we are potentially are almost going into two years of the whole experience, I am am more so in my intuition and connection to everything I do and how I move through the whole experience than an old way of thinking, which used to be very cerebrally in, in the mind. (laughs) Like what's practical? How is this going to make sense? What am I doing? I'm giving up something good for, I don't even know what yet. Like that can all be so scary. And that's where you see so many people like get stuck in analysis paralysis or they don't so many of us I'm just going to say it women we like need to know the outcome before we can make the decision and we're like can't say yes to that because I don't actually know what's going to come out <laughs> recovering perfectionist raise your hand yeah um it's it's like that knowingness of like I'll do it if I know but it's like how many things do we jump into blindly sometimes that we just have to trust our intuition or you say yes to sometimes and you're like I intuitively knew that was and should have been a no 
Like I was on a call this morning and I was like, in before I even got on the call, I was like in my head coming up with excuses to not jump on the call. I'm like, what? Just, just, you're, maybe you've had a few days off, like you don't want to be on it. And like within two minutes of the call, I'm like, yep, should I, I literally wrote in my book, trust your intuition. And I was like, okay, okay, how can I lean more into that? And I literally just had a, a guest on the podcast earlier who she does like embodiment, somatic release work. And she's like an NLP. She's just amazing. And she talks so much about trusting that intuitiveness that so many of us don't listen to anymore, which is how and why we tend to get out of alignment or start to feel things like burnout or overwhelm, or just like, I'm doing all the things that you may even be checking all the boxes, but like something is not landing. It's not right. It's not the thing. Cause I think you were successful in your own right when you were here, but like you said, the world like shut down for a second and you're not the first person that I had on the podcast during that time. That was like, holy shit, like without work, like without being a hairdresser, without being a salon owner, like who am I? And like, what does she really need? And it was so crazy because I think that quiet time for so many people was, was a little bit of that, but then also so overwhelming because now the excuse of like, I don't have time. I don't have the space. Like that was taken away. And they were like, Ooh, like, am I really going to do the thing? Or like, do I have the balls to like, you know, try something new and couch surf for two months and throw all my shit in storage. Like that's wild. (laughs) It's so cool. There is something that you just said right there that I'm like giggling on the inside that it just, I guess for me, because I can always speak from my experience is I got sick of my own ish at the end of the day. I got, I got so sick of my excuses. I got so sick of all the things that was like hindering me from making money or having certain experiences or moving or traveling or whatever the thing was. And it really caused me to reflect when the world is looking at you like, haha, I'm going to take away the opportunity for you to really do anything. And maybe the ego self came in and I was like, haha, watch me. Like you can challenge me all you want, but I'm going to come through and I'm going to rise against all of this. And you know, I'm still kind of working with that inner dialogue still that, you know, if a moment of self-doubt or challenge comes up, I'm like, I can either allow this to ruin my day or I could see it, recognize it, release it, and then continue to move um, a little bit more connected, which I prefer to live every moment anyways. Absolutely. And what would you say, like, with trusting your intuition, with doing the move, like you just, you said something earlier, like, I feel like a whole new person, like, the possibility of what could be had to be more exciting. Like sometimes the pain of where we are has to be so great that, that we then make the decision to like take a change. Right. Or to see, and like you just said, you got so sick of your shit that you were like done with the excuses done with the, this, like I'm doing the damn thing. I, I love that. I love that because I've seen a shift in how you're showing up on social media. And I've seen a shift, even when we just started talking about, you know, the personal rebrand that you're going through. And um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but I see so many people get stuck in routine doing one thing or putting themselves out as something and they're afraid to pivot. They're afraid to like rename themselves or reinvent what it is that they're doing, teaching, showing, whatever it might be. Um, So talk us through how like you were okay with, you know, shifting into this new person and then also like creatively coming up with a new way to present yourself and kind of refresh your brand. I think for starters, I continue to challenge myself just to sit with how I was feeling in a number of different 
things. And when we're talking about cycles and habits and patterns, like they will continue to show up to see how you respond on if you're actually going to move through the way that you prefer to show up or fall back into the old cycle. And I would probably say that I was still challenged with a lot of my old thought patterns, old experiences, and just challenges of life, probably for about a year and a half still. I feel that I, within the last six months, have really started to notice different patterns, cycles, and different or better mindset thoughts and ways of thinking versus the old self. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just can constantly continue to sit with how I'm feeling with things. And I feel that that is what I'm referring to as I just feel like a whole new person because old Ashley would be like, oh, I can't really sit with myself. I have a thousand things on my to-do list. I need to be showing up on social media 24 seven to think that that's going to turn into success and wealth for me, which <laughs> I've been more successful the less I've showed up on social media or online in my entire you know career in the thought leadership, social media, content creation, PR space. And it's because the way that I take in energy, but as well as exude energy is just vastly different. It different. It does live through intentionality. Like I, one of the habits, and I'm going to just use social media as an example. Anytime that I started to feel the urgency that maybe I needed to start doing business development or start seeking in new clients because I wasn't getting as many bookings. Anytime that I felt the urgency that, oh my gosh, I need to be doing an email newsletter, or maybe I need to do a blog post, or maybe I need to start pitching a podcast, or maybe I need to be showing up on social media and start doing posts. That was a key indicator for me that I did not need to be doing those things because reality, and again, this is just my connection to things that what is meant for me will always come to me. And that is the new Ashley. That is the new way of thinking because I did deal with scarcity so much two years ago. But then again, the pandemic was like, do you want to continue to live in scarcity because the world is scarce right now? Or do you want to live abundantly? And so I stepped on the other side of that and I continue to step on the other side of that. Oh God, I just got a body like, chills. I'm like, is it cold in here? Or did I just, I literally just said I was hot like 20 minutes ago. I love that. And I think it's so powerful to talk about this kind of stuff because, you know, we can give everybody all the strategy all day long. Right. But if they're not tapped in and intuitively listening to what's going on and the scarcity keeps showing up, like you can teach them all the PR strategies, you can give them the blueprint, but they're not going to be able to energetically show up I'm sure so many people listening to you go through that process of like thinking when the little monster shows up, like I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. I need to be checking all the boxes. And then you're not energetically showing up in a way that's going to get you the results that you think doing that stuff will do. And it's mm-hmm. wild because you, again, you're like the umpteenth person that has said something very similar. Uh, and I think reframing how we talk to ourselves and, and, and trying to stay out of that scarcity, like, I have to do all the things. It's such a masculine place that I feel like a lot of us have, we're, we're conditioned to believe that's how we had to show up and operate in order to be successful. And I did it in the early stages like that. And I'm not saying that it didn't produce results because it did, but also like I was not left with a whole lot. Like I was true epitome of like exhaustion, burnt out. It's why I got divorced so young and why like you know, financially, I made terrible decisions. It was all out of scarcity and that hustle and grind and just like 
check boxes and now like being able to tap into intuitively what does that feel like where should I be how can I then pivot from one thing to the next I think it's been a beautiful thing to watch so many people pivot and add different things into their life or their business or just start really showing up differently it's it's true that's what's been inspiring me and has kept me on this mission of doing this podcast because this is a lot of work for something that like isn't necessarily like go to go to work clock in get your paycheck like a podcast is literally this is me doing PR this is me like putting myself out there and for any of you who are still like confused like PR is public relations so like getting your brand to be visible getting people to recognize who you are and kind of just like putting yourself out there can be super scary and intimidating and my first few episodes probably were terrible I wouldn't dare listen to them back good for you for listening to yours but you know, that's how we grow and we learn and you can kind of try things on for size and see what like feels right. Right. So I, I asked you about the, the rebranding too. Um, cause I know you had a show for a while as well. And, um, now we're going more into, you're calling yourself what the conscious publicist. I love that because you're, you're wanting to speak more to like thought leaders and getting people to really tap into what it is that like like you said earlier, the storytelling around being more conscious about like what it is you're trying to put out into the world. So yeah. how, how can we teach people along with PR, how to be more conscious of the things that they're creating and how they're showing up. Right. Cause you can give us the PR checklist, but if we're not doing this stuff over here, it's not gonna, it's not going to produce the results you want. Yeah. There's layers I feel, and hopefully I'll address them or just express them consecutively because sometimes I have a tendency to go in different directions. <laughs> but um, when I'm thinking about my influence and my impact from the PR side is it's going against two different challenges. And I don't know if I want to call them challenges, but they are challenges at the end of the day. We all have challenges. And so when I'm working with somebody who wants to start doing their own PR, I always speak more from the mindset side, because if somebody doesn't have the knowledge, the education background of what PR is, when they think about showing up online, or when they think about maybe sending a cold outreach pitch, or maybe if they get on the phone to contact a news outlet or an editor to have the conversation about featuring them, there is a lot of thoughts that come up and I, there's a number of different teachers and authors that have identified this voice, if you will, in a number of different descriptive words, but the book that I'm reading recently um, is The Untethered Soul and Michael refers to it as the inner roommate and the inner roommate is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Um, all at once. So the inner roommate knows you, it knows your fears, it knows how you operate, it knows how you want to express. And so when you get to a place of wanting to start owning your authority or owning your influence, the inner roommate can often come in to be like, are you really good enough? Are you really the expert? Are you really the influence in this? And so again, going into the two different challenges, it's identifying the mindset patterns and habits, depending on you know, where the client is or where the thought leader is in the journey and then addressing the mindset kind of cycles that are naturally just going to continue to come up and evolve for them. But then on the other side of it, it's the challenges of staying relevant and relatable in a very saturated online world that we live in now. If anything, we are more online than we were even in 2020, even though media and online space was as prevalent as it was back then. I mean, just 
expand that tenfold just to almost three years later that every eyes, every single person is now online in some capacity. So again, I'm trying to stay (laughs) on path here with what I'm uh, wanting to kind of express, but I always come from a place of the mindset, the conscious side, but then also the strategy and how to build out the messaging. And again, it's probably really the balance between the feminine and the masculine side of PR in the media space that the masculine masculine is always about processes. Well, how do I do this? What's the structure? Whereas the feminine is like, I know I'm an expert. I'm an influence. I am the right person for this. And I trust that regardless of what the processes look like, I am going to be fulfilled and I'm going to be successful in this messaging and storytelling avenue that I'm embarking on. I love that. That is so true. And I, the ones I've seen have the most ease and flow to their business, even when they're brand new and starting are the ones that truly embody that feminine portion of it. And just have that to me, that's kind of like, I would never ever say that manifestation doesn't work or that only manifesting doesn't work. But when you can slip into that side of knowing that what you said earlier, like everything's happening for me, like there's a reason for all of this, like that consciousness of coming from that place of trusting that I don't need to know the process. I just have to trust that this is, this is the thing. Right. And I am the expert and I am the influence that can like be the guy. So can she, so can he, so can they, but like, I have a place here too. And I'm going to figure out my own way to like share that. If you guys miss what she said, that book, the untethered soul, like I haven't read a lot of books in the last year because I've been doing so much of the getting you know trained and, t- and taught from my programs and stuff but that book I I love that book so much and a good friend of mine um actually teaches her mentorship out of that book like she's used it almost as her bible book to teach yeah untethered soul and who's the author uh, Michael Singer yes Michael A Singer <laughs> like that inner roommate like him telling that story there's probably a hundred books written speaking about that same inner critic or that voice or that other person that lives in our head. He just phrased it in a way that like connects you to that soul being of like, that person's always going to be there (laughs) always. And it's, it's the relationship you build with your inner roommate of like, I hear you. I see you. I recognize this stuff, but I'm going to then take conscious action in a different way to like create a different outcome or whatever. So I'm just like, I'm obsessed that there's people like you that are willing to like do the work by reading these books and like changing the language around like it being so masculine and it being one way and a grind and like so the old way, if you will. Now we're leaning more towards this like thought leadership of like consciousness and you learn something, teach it. You something helped shift your life or helped you share it. Like so many people don't want to be called an influencer, but if you have any position or you have anything to share or say, like you are influencing somebody and at some level, it doesn't have to be like the big greats, Tony Robbins or whomever, but like you can have your own path and, and, and pick a platform to show up on. That's why I picked podcasting. And that's why if you are curious about starting a podcast or doing a podcast tour, like Ashley's your girl to help you kind of like break all that down and make it simplified. Um, so you have a bundle that teaches people how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Talk us through what that is, because I, I swear, I wish like two years ago, where was the podcast bundle when I needed it, Ashley? <laughs> 
um, floating in my head, but I did not give myself permission to create something because I'm like, I'm so stuck in execution. How do I create a course type <laughs> product? But anyways, that's, I worked over that hurdle, which is a hurdle at the end of the, like, that is a hurdle in yeah, itself. It's like trying to step into another role of like education versus execution, which as consultants are very used to doing. But with the podcast pitching bundle, it's basically taking everything from those those two sides. Again, talking to the feminine side of understanding your message, sitting with the type of emotion that you want your ideal audience to feel connected with you through, or even just the podcast host. One thing that I feel is very PR related in podcasting is you are building a relationship with the storytelling that is being told in the episodes, but then also the relationship of the host and who they're connecting with. And PR, public relations, is it's addressing relationship connection from the media, who you are working with, but then also how the audience is resonating with the stories and the messaging and the things that are being published. So podcasting really takes it down to the bare, the bare roots of what PR is. And so with the podcast pitching bundle, the ebook portion of it is 115 pages, I believe. That's, it took me about three consecutive months to basically build and write this out, go through a series of copy edits to make sure everything was like fine-tuned and buttoned up as well as branded because branding is still such an integrated part in who I am and what I do. But again, it covers everything from the mindset, goes into the messaging, but then it comes on the masculine side of that, of building out your own outreach schedules, doing the follow-ups, which is the processes and structure side of PR and managing the reputation side once you get to the recording, um, what to do with the episode when it's published, but then also how to use social media, your email, your website as a way to share the love of announcing the podcast episodes, and then how you can create opportunity for the host to come back to you for future episodes, which we are a great example of that. <laughs> So this, this is for someone who wants to get featured on other people's podcasts, or this is for people who have a podcast or both. This is for those who are looking to be interviewed as the ideal guest on podcasts, which should but, be any podcast hosts as well. Yeah. 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 Especially if a podcast host wants to start using other people's podcasts as a way to build their influence or just expand, expand their name, but don't really know how to take it on the relationship side themselves, then this would give them the tools and the platform and the resources on how to do that from the guest perspective. Absolutely. That's perfect. I love that. And I feel like even if you do already have a podcast and you're doing a lot of these things, it would be probably wise to like go back to the foundations and see, are you checking all these boxes? Is stuff still in flow? Could there be things you could add or tweak? Because we should always be seeing what the new trends are and what, what the new way of doing things, what's the newest process. Um, I definitely want to grab it because I feel like I started this podcast on a whim with very little direction and very little like understanding of the message I wanted to even get out. And it's even shifted over the last year and a half. Like I love really just showcasing and sharing other thought leaders who are helping people create their brand and vision. And it's like, when I, when it even came time to like name the podcast, I'd already had my, you know, brand of clothing with the beauty inspires beauty and then with the brunches, but I couldn't think of a name for the podcast. So that was the name of the podcast. And now we just did a rebrand with 
you know, the, the cover picture for the podcast, but even then I'm realizing my podcast isn't growing the way I would want it to, because I haven't given myself time to put myself out there and get in front of other people's audiences. Um, so there's so much strategy that can go into this, but like you even said, like getting my messaging clear, if I want to be invited on someone else's show or to be featured in their magazine or to like write a blog post or to contribute to other people's stuff, because that's really where I've seen so many people gain so much momentum and exposure is by putting themselves out there and, and just really offering value or serving or showing up or leading or adding whatever they can to other people's stuff. Um, so I can't wait to like download this and dig my teeth into it. You know, I'm the type of person that I'm like, can I just send it to my VA and see if she can read it and tell me all the things to do? Can she give me like a two page? Well, work? That is something that, you know, the conversations that I've had um, more from kind of the operation side of it is it really can be for teams as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess my vision, because I'm always like, who can I impact and who can I support? Cause I'm such a connector. I'm such a, a supporter that I'm like, even if there is a PR agency or another publicist who maybe hasn't explored podcasting as a vertical for their clients and they want to work or collaborate with another publicist to work on the inner workings of what that looks like, then this is for them. Or if there's a brand manager or an account manager that doesn't know anything about PR, doesn't know anything about pitching podcasts, then they can get this to basically then represent their clients or represent their CEO or whoever it is that they're working with. I want there to be so many legs of support with this, which is why I created it. And I'm just kind of sitting with the trust element that when there is someone who's ready to get the impact and the influence and the support from this, then they'll show up with it. Um, but then there are these VIP days that I am launching at the end of the month solely around podcast pitching, which you would get the bundle, but then you would also be able to work with me one-on-one -on -one to build all of the processing docs out, work on the messaging and what that strategy looks like, building your media and press kit, as well as building out your one or your one pager for podcasting. Um, those are everything that's kind of integrated in this one thing. So I'm really excited about the VIP days. It took me a while to give myself permission to step into that, but there's just so many just bridging connection points that it's going to be love that. I love that. And if any of my coaching friends are listening to this episode of the podcast, like you guys, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, we talk about all the time and when I coach for fast foundations, because so many people are like early stage entrepreneurs, just trying to get their message out there. And I mean, I just thought of 10 different people who could be right fit for this bundle too. Like if you have a product-based company, you're trying to get the name out to more people, like getting your one sheet, like if you don't know what a one sheet pitch page is, like if you do it wrong, no one's going to get through the first sentence. Like there's ways to do things like this wrong. And when you can like have someone pull the curtain back and show you the right way to do it, you can save time. You can get further faster. And that's so much why I love like showcasing what other people have to serve you with, because there are ways to go further faster without so much fear of failure, because someone's already done the research for you. So that's why like, I'm always such a huge proponent of like invest, like, so that you're invested. Right. So if you show up and you, there's this VIP, like I'm already intrigued with the VIP day, like we're going to talk about that because 
you can always be like fine tuning your skill set. You can always be finding ways to keep like plugging away at growing your, your influence. And so that's something that I'm in the midst of doing. So if you have something that you want to start, or if you want to grow, or if you want to start talking about getting out onto other people's platforms would be like the way to do it. And I would almost imagine, yes, this is for podcasts, but like if people have an IGTV show or if they like used to do a show on, on there too, like so many people are doing that avenue as well. But um, just getting in front of someone else's audience will help grow yours as well. So we can cross pollinate, promote all the things. Hey, <laughs> I like I that word, pollinate. That sounds really good. Um, okay, so where can people find you on social so they can follow you? Because you've been putting out some really good reels that are super cute <laughs> and trendy. And I love them. I was like geeking out on your page the other day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, this is before the rebrand. So I can be found on my business platform, Your Brandista PR. And that is where I do any client announcements from the other verticals that we explore outside of podcasts and what I land for clients on the digital side of things. But then I do do reels and just educational things that if you want to know what to do after a press coverage placement, what else do I have on there? I have best like communication things that you can do just to build better relationships with media online. I only show up when I feel that I have something really powerful to say. So um, it might not always be consistent over there, but there's always some good nuggets. So your Brandista PR, which will be rebranding at some point, but I love that. And you also have done for you services too, don't you? You have things that you support for your clients. So if you're not interested in the, in the, podcast pitching bundle, which we all should be trying to get our message out there. If you have a thing, what, what is it that you can do for clients? Like, I don't even think people understand the, the grasp of all the things that you can do for them. So what would, who would be your ideal client that you'd be working for that you could help them with PR? Yeah. So with my ideal client, it really comes from the thought leadership perspective. And I don't always look at one industry and I don't always look at one role either. But if I was to categorize probably on average, I work with a lot of coaches, authors, but then also executives that come from the leadership side of business which is where kind of that thought leadership message is really what we focus on with my clients, not so much of industry focus. It's authors, coaches, execs who have very powerful opinions that they want to be known for in their industry. That is my bread and butter with clients. And I guess as offering, I work primarily with retainer execution done for you programs with my clients. But because again, I want there to be so many legs of support that I can offer others who maybe don't need retained services. This is where the VIP days come in, as well as the podcast pitching bundle and other products that I do want to launch. Awesome. So good. You guys, <laughs> please tell me you got a little takeaway of this, of how to just like start to show up and do some PR for yourself. If you are interested in grabbing that podcast pitching bundle, you can find it on her page. Um, if you got any nuggets out of this episode, please tag us, share it on your social, send it to a friend, anybody, you know, who could use help in this department. We all, if you're listening to this podcast, probably have some sort of business that you're looking to grow brand, rebrand, um, get out there to more people. So do yourself a favor. Don't just stop listening to this episode, go straight to Ashley's page and see what she has. And if possible, maybe we can book a VIP day together and work on growing our business. As always, I've loved having you on the show. You're just my faves. 
Oh, thank you. So good to see you. <laughs> you too. You guys, if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast, it would mean the world to me as we're trying to get this out to more people and just kind of spread the message of like doing things, but in your way, and as always, beauty inspires beauty. We'll see you guys on the next one.